This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. From AMI Central. Now start playing in the neutral zone. Here's the pitch on the way. 36 yards for the win. This. Here comes a big chance. The shot is. Is this the tender? The neutral zone. This is as good as it gets. Now, here's your host, two-time Paralympian, Brock Richardson. What's going on, my friends out there in the radio world? It's Friday. It's time for another edition of The Neutral Zone. But it's not just any Friday on a couple of fronts. First of all, it's Friday before the long weekend. And secondly, you're going to hear a voice that you haven't heard in a little while. And I'll keep that over there in the corner. For just a second, joining me is Josh Watson. Josh, how are you? I am doing well, Brock. It is a sunny Friday afternoon, although I'm told it's bitterly cold. I don't plan to go out myself and find out, but that's what I hear. Uh, we've got a great show coming up with a very interesting discussion later. And uh, yeah, we've got this uh, this mystery voice who's going to come back and join us here. So very exciting. <laughs> Yes, that mystery voice. You haven't heard him in a very long time, but he is back, and that would be Brett Wills. Brett, how are you? Welcome back, and uh, looking forward to spending the next hour with you. Don't you know that you're not supposed to put baby in the corner? (laughs) Yeah, but see, we wanted to put you in the corner because we didn't want to get you riled up on your first show, uh, you know, coming back. but. I am so excited to be back. It's been a while. I am really enjoying the fact that I'm indoors, like Josh alluded to. It is bitterly cold, but it's beautiful outside the window that I'm looking at. So, Yeah, I agree. I'm looking out the window from 11 floors up, and I will stay 11 floors up and watch it from the outside. So, uh, yeah, the one thing I want to tease before we get into this week is um, we're going to do something we haven't done before, and we're going to do the four greatest athletes in Canada in any sport. And Brett claims to fame that he's going to leave Josh and I speechless with one of his choices. So stay tuned for that a little later on. Plus, we're going to also talk about uh, para sports and how we got involved. And there is a rocking horse story with one and only Brett Wills, which I insist you stay tuned for because it is quite the story. Uh, But we'll get started with last week's uh, Twitter poll. Uh, It went as follows. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? 47% of you said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 53% of you said the Kansas City Chiefs. So very tight poll last week um, for our listeners. Um, Yeah, and unfortunately... They were wrong as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually won the Super Bowl. This week's question goes as follows. If professional sports chose to forgo the national anthem at sporting events, would you support it? Yes, it's about time. No, I like the anthem. And that relates to one of our headlines. And let's get into those headlines right now. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban has decided not to play the national anthems at their home games. The NBA subsequently sent out a memo dictating that all teams must play the national anthem as per league policy. After that came out, ESPN uh, 
the jump had Cuban as a guest who said he had no problem playing the anthem, but that the decision not to was after consultation with the community who felt the tradition no longer represented them. We'll see what happens there. I don't think this is the last time we'll be talking about this. The National Hockey League has postponed over 30 games due to the coronavirus outbreak. This comes not even one month into the 2021 season. You know what? I certainly hope that they can get the season finished, even though it just started. I'm hopeful. I miss my hockey. It's not the same watching it on TV, and I wish that I was there live. But with what we're dealing with right now, like I said, I just want it to be completed. Brooklyn Nets star... Uh, Kevin Durant is eligible to return out of quarantine after being taken out of the game a week ago and then told he could come back and play and then taken out subsequently after that due to COVID contact tracing. This is a situation where I believe the league needs to do some explaining, but we haven't heard anything yet. Uh, And this is going on a week now. And apparently he's just going to come out of quarantine like nothing happened and proceed with the season. It's very strange. Brian Burke was named the president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins alongside new general manager Ron Hextall after it was announced that former general manager Jim Rutherford, the winner of two Stanley Cups over seven seasons, would leave for personal reasons. We had the chance to interview Brian on our show. He seems like a great guy, and I hope he does well in Pittsburgh. It'll be interesting to see how he and Ron Hextall do, considering the rivalry that Philadelphia and Pittsburgh have always had. Those are your headlines for this week. And uh, coming up next, we're going to dive into a conversation about how each of us got involved in parasports, the good, the bad, and even some of the funny. It's going to be a great segment. Stay with us. We're just getting going right here on The Neutral Zone. We'll be right back. six ways to get in touch with the neutral zone on twitter number one at ami audio number two at neutral zone br number three at neutral zone brett number four at neutral zone cam j number five at cp buchanan 13 and number six at j watson 200 now get out there and tweet one for the giver Welcome back to the Neutral Zone right here on AMI-audio. I'm joined this week by Brett Wills and Josh Watson. And of course, I am your host, Brock Wickerson. I thought we would take some time this week and pull back the uh, curtain here at the Neutral Zone and talk a little bit about uh, how we each got involved in in parasports. And we've had a lot of great guests over the years that we've done this, but I think it's time that we have a discussion about how we each got involved in parasports, the good, the bad, the funny, and even a little bit of the ugly. So um, first of all, let's start with Brett. Brett, how did you uh, get involved with parasports in general? 
So I think I was about six or seven years old. I played a one year of able-bodied t-ball. And after the season, I looked at my parents. I said, nope, never again. No way, no how. So I guess over that winter, they were looking for opportunities for me to, I guess, play baseball, which doesn't make any sense to me now that I'm 36 and I don't like baseball one iota. But we found through Aaron Oak an organization uh, or a baseball league called the Aaron Oak Eagles. And I, so I started playing baseball when I was about seven or eight years old. And then I transferred, transferred, but I was given the opportunity to play sledge hockey at nine. My, the guys on the team said, you, could, you know, you really got to try this sport out. My parents weren't really big into um, me competing in sports they they thought that it was wasn't a good idea and i, I think maybe it was more about the contact than, than anything so when i expressed that i wanted to play sledge hockey they they weren't sure but i've been playing sledge hockey since i was nine years old and i mean I, i've literally tried every single para sport that you can probably think of uh, with the exception and off the top of my head of maybe cross country skiing, um, <laughs> since I was <laughs> since I was nine years old, Brad, I, I it's a good thing you haven't tried cross country skiing because I, I cannot see you doing cross country skiing. It just doesn't fit the uh, Brett Wills persona per se. You, you know, it's really funny you say that though because I I, I saw last year that. Somebody that I know and admire quite a bit uh, and is actually a teammate of our colleague Claire Buchanan on the women's team, Christina Picton, was named to either a provincial cross-country team or a national team or something. And it really it piqued my interest. I think that it would be really cool and it would really help with the cross-training for sledge hockey to be to do some seated cross country skiing. Yeah, before we move on to Josh, I just actually want to shout out the fact that uh Christina Picton had an article uh done on her being the leader of uh a pair of ice hockey for the Canadian women's program. So uh congratulations to her. It was a headline earlier this week and so that's awesome for the women's game and sledge hockey on a whole. So awesome to hear. Josh, curious how you got involved in, in para-athletics. Well, I grew up in the town of Exeter, which is about 30 minutes northwest of London, Ontario, for those that know the province at all, and didn't really have a lot of para-sport opportunities. The closest center would have been London. And so there was wheelchair basketball, which I wasn't really interested in um and then as i got a little bit older sledge hockey came along uh but again that was not in town and the weather up there can get rather interesting in the winter so it wasn't really something on our radar i actually got involved in parasport through high school doing 
OFSA and high school athletics. I was part of the track and field team where I did the 1500 meters of all things. Uh, those of you that have seen me recently might wonder how I got through that. And sometimes I wonder myself, um, but it was during that, that we met some folks from the GTA and in particular, the Tom family, Curtis and Ken Tom and his, uh, Ken's wife, Karen. And so Ken and Curtis were telling me all about the cruisers and, you know, if, if, uh, if I was ever in that area and wanted to play, I should come out and try it. So time passed. I finished high school and college and ended up getting a job in Mississauga, where I live now, and connected again with Curtis and Ken and said, okay, I've, I've been here a couple of years now. I'm established. My job's going well. I'm looking for something to do. And so I came out and I tried sledge hockey for the first time under Ken Hall and uh, thought, oh, you know, this is interesting. This is fun. Um, the only experience I'd had with hockey was playing the goaltender position on my hands and knees for my local tyke hockey team when I was, oh, goodness, six, seven years old, maybe. I Brett will be able to tell us what age Tyke is. I can't remember, to be honest. You were but, probably four. Uh, yeah, maybe a little older. I, I started a little bit later than the other kids. But, yeah, it was it was definitely young, for sure. And so met uh, met Curtis and played the first season under Ken Hall in sledge hockey and got ready to, to get into track, thinking that was my option. And uh, Ken was was never one to shy away from being honest with you, and so still Ken, isn't. Well, no, no, and, not that, not not that Ken Hall. I'm referring to still not. Yes, shy. Ken Tom That's is correct. unfortunately no longer with us. But uh, that yeah. that is true. But Ken Tom is also not one to to be shy. Um, rest his soul. Um, he looked at me and he said, "You know what?" I would dearly love to have you on our track team. I don't have a wheelchair big enough for you. Oof. And I, I just went, Oh, okay. That's interesting. And, uh, didn't really know how to take it at first, but of course, having had Ken Hall as a hockey coach, I said to him, you know, well, I was going to do track, but I guess they don't have the, the equipment for me. He's like, well, come and throw. I looked at him and I'm like, throw what? Because <laughs> I, I, when I had been in high school and a little bit earlier, there was an option to do shot put, but you threw from your wheelchair because there wasn't a lot of technology, I guess. And he said, oh, yeah, we've, we've got throwing frames. You, you strap you down. You, you can throw shot put, javelin, and discus. I went, okay, well, this sounds cool. So I, I ended up being a, a winter and a summer athlete, and uh, poor Ken got stuck with me for the entire year. Yeah, I have to ask it, him how he feels about that sometime. Yes, Ken Hall, we've had him on the program a couple of times. Great he's guy. A, 
he's a great guy and he knows how to get the uh, best out of his athletes and uh, he, he definitely does. does that um for me how i got involved in para sports it, it was an interesting kind of start because uh for those that have not physically met me you you may not know that i have very limited um, upper body strength. So I, I am in a, in a wheelchair, which is, uh, it's a seat that is very formed to my body so that I can stay sitting upright. And I really wanted to try sledge hockey. I was one of those people who said, oh, I want to do the fast paced sport. I want to do this. And this is what I want to do. Well, my friend, uh, Kathy, who, uh, she, she brought me out and okay, let's try it. Well, she put me in the sledge, tied me up, and uh, let me go. And I ended up with my back on the ice and my feet in the air. So then she'd put <laughs> me back in the, into the seated position, and I'd end up on my back with my feet in the air again. Realized very quickly, this was not the sport for me. And so then she, she'd really been looking for something uh, for months, months and months and months, was uh, looking through different flyers of, you know, what somebody with cerebral palsy could play and what they could do. And she found bocce and bocce was the closest thing. The closest center that had it back then uh, was Hamilton. So every single Wednesday we would drive all the way up to Hamilton, which is probably about 45 minutes from where I was living at the time I was living in Brampton. And we do that. And I fell in love with it and uh, got, better and better as days went by weeks went by and had the opportunity to represent Canada and, and do that and travel to all different places. And it's, it's just been a really fun, uh, fun experience, parasport. But I knew very quickly that sports like sledge hockey and wheelchair basketball was not in the cards for me, uh, just based on the limitations of my disability. But I have had very good success in bocce as well documented on this program guys i wanted to jump down to um what what some of the benefits of para sports are uh for those people who who may be thinking maybe i should try something josh start with you sure for me it was absolutely social um i've always been a bit of a heavier person and so there were certainly health benefits which which i'm sure we will all touch on but for me, being in a new city and not really knowing anyone outside of the work I was doing, it was a chance to connect to the disability community here because I didn't know a lot of people. And thankfully, the cruisers kind of brought me out of my shell and gave me a, a group of friends and teammates to, to hang out with. But that, that was it for me. It was mostly social. And, and health benefits. Brett? Yeah, I, um, I met my best friend through uh, playing for the Cruisers. Um, he's actually, he's on with us right now. Uh, but uh, as he alluded to, like the social aspect has been absolutely integral to what or who I've become and how I've developed. I don't think that I would be the person I am today without parasports or without cruiser sports as a whole. They, they've, they've literally, they've turned me into the man I am. And 
I mean, we laugh and joke around on this show, and sometimes I can be a little bit of a clown. We know that. I'm I'm very outspoken, and sometimes, what? sometimes, <laughs> quite 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 often. But uh, okay. they 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 have literally they they've helped in my development full full fold. It's just without Cruiser Sports, I definitely would not be the person I am today. Yeah, I couldn't agree with both of you. It's I think if you get into the right organization and organizations, because I've been with a couple, it it really can develop you into the person uh, that that you are. And for me, this is kind of what spawned started to spawn the love for media because when we would come off the court at uh, different events, they would ask questions and, you know, you'd have to give the athlete answer. And I'd always walk away going, when they ask this question, they know what my answer is going to be of like, when you've lost a game, how do you feel after a loss? Well, I don't feel very good. Right. And so it's, I, I found that there were so many questions that were often asked that I thought, Maybe this could be phrased in a different way instead of how do you feel after losing? Because to me, there's only one answer to that. You you can't really feel anything but a little bit little little bit bad. Of course, everyone wants to win. You can take learning experience, but that's sort of how it started for me. Uh, Brett, before um, we wrap up this segment, I do want to get to this uh, rocking horse story because... I am going to put it up on social media after the show. It appears on your memory every year, and I get a chuckle out of it. So please enlighten the audience on this uh, on this rocking horse story. Okay, I'll be very brief. In 2014, July, I showed up to a throw practice, and I'm usually pretty early, and so... I, I get to the throw spot and I see this rocking horse in the corner. And again, I, I'm not very shy. I, I asked Ken Hall, what is this? Where did you find it? What are we doing with it? And I, I don't know if I should be telling the, the full story, but the long and the short of it was that he wanted to create a video to send to either Athletics Ontario or <laughs> Athletics Canada uh, demonstrating the proper way for an athlete to get on the uh, get on the th- throw chair and to throw an implement. So we use the rocking horse, and obviously he said, "So are you up for it?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely." <laughs> and again, you have to go to the video. I hope we get a chance to link it. But it was a really fun experience, uh, even though it sounded like I was very uncomfortable um, and I experienced a little bit of pain. I was there. It was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's even as part of the video. um, uh, Ken even tells Brett, "Okay, rock backwards, rock forwards, now throw." And in between all of that, Brett's trying to balance on the horse, (laughs) trying not to fall. It is. It is the greatest video, and we will totally put it up on uh, social media it is it's great and uh very enjoyable and that's part of the fun guys of uh, of para sports is that sometimes coaches throw things at you and you go 
what am I going to do with a rocking horse? And, the, and then mm-hmm. the next thing you know, you're on it and you're demonstrating something for, uh, for Ken Hall in this instance. So para sports is uh, definitely um, um, a good thing. And if you are curious about para sports, uh, Cruiser Sports here in Ontario is a good, uh, a good place to start. But it is a simple Google for anyone that is in other parts of the country. Just Google any pair of sport that you'd like to get involved. It is that simple. So uh, we hope you we gave you some great information and told some good stories. And yeah, with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And uh, this is a segment I told you earlier that Brett was going to turn our heads and make us speechless. So we'll find out about that right after the break. Here, you're listening to The Neutral Zone. Hang in. We'll be right back. Hey, if you want to leave a message for The Neutral Zone, call now. 1-866-509-4545. And don't forget to give us permission to use your message on the air. Let's get ready to leave a voicemail. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone. We've reached the second half of the show. I'm your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Josh Watson and Brett Wills. Well, we've been teasing this for the last uh, half an hour, and it's time for us to debate the four greatest athletes of all time. We, in fact, changed the rules to this uh, Thursday, uh, where we said, you know what? No, let's do the greatest of all time because we had the four major sports and then we decided, nope, there's too many all over the place that we need to highlight. So we opened the door to any sport and uh, here we go. So I'm going to lead off and I'm going to tell you that my first one, and this is not in any particular order, is Donovan Bailey. He held the record for the 100 meter with a time of 9.84 seconds. He also led Canada to a gold medal in the 4x100 in 1996. He holds a place on the Walk of Fame for the Canadian Walk of Fame, excuse me. And I believe that he started. Uh, the sport of running, at least here in Canada. And that is why he is my first pick for the Mount Rushmore for the greatest athletes of Canada. Now we're going to go over to, let's go with Josh. Sure. Uh, That's a great pick. Um, With due respect, I have a, a different Olympian that I've chosen, and that's Clara Hughes. She is the only Olympian I'm aware of, based on my research, who has won medals in both winter sports and summer sports. She was a medal winner in track cycling, as well as in speed skating. So she is is my pick, because it takes a lot of discipline to be an Olympian in two different disciplines. 
All right, Brett. My first pick is Wayne Gretzky. 61 NHL records that will never, ever, 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 ever be beat. He holds multiple scoring titles. He's won Art Ross trophies. He has won just about everything you possibly can imagine being a professional hockey player. Canada Cups, World Junior Championships, just he is the best athlete to come out of this country. That is also a great pick. I uh, have him on my list as well. The, the, the couple of things I would add is that he um, was the first to reach 100-point seasons with only 400 and 100-point season with only 474 games played. Uh, and that's, that's crazy when you think of, of that. Um, and he, he did that for the first time uh, a, a long time ago, of course. But yeah, he is the epitome of uh, Canadian hockey um, and really set things apart. And I want to correct myself. He took 474 games to reach the 1,000 point mark. Uh, so that's uh, a feat in itself for sure. And he is deserving of my second spot on Mount Rushmore. Josh? Well, since we're on the topic, he made my list as well. Uh, top scorer of the 1978 World Junior Ice Hockey Championships. And Brett, before you get to it, no, I do not remember them. <laughs> I was I was probably less than born at the time or very close to it. Uh, he also was, of course, an NHL coach for quite a while and is still involved with the Oilers. So a, a great pick, well worthy of being on uh, Mount Rushmore for sure. Yeah, this is where I'm going to sort of start to get a little maybe controversial on this one. I My third pick is uh, Bobby Orr, only having 10 seasons, still holds the record for the most points and assists by a defenseman with 102 and 139, uh, respectively. I think that when you look at Bobby Orr, even though he didn't have as long as a career as others, I think with those numbers, you would have figured that if he had a longer career, he would have had more. So he would be uh, my number three. And Brett, you want to go next? Well, when we originally were talking about this, the parameters were to find the best athlete of all time that played in Major League Baseball, the National Hockey League, the NBA, and the National Football League. And I was racking my brain and racking my brain trying to figure out who's the best athlete or player to play in the National Football League and be Canadian. And honestly, for the life of me, I could not figure it out. So what I did was I decided to expand my horizons and consider that football, or sorry, that soccer is called football in Europe, and the best 
footballer to ever lace them up from Canada is 21-year-old Jonathan Davies, who this year alone has six championships to his name. That's a solid. Wow. That's a solid pick. Solid. Very solid. And the, 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 he he's got he's got titles with his uh, under his name. He's got caps with the national team. Um, he he had a fantastic youth career. Uh, he, his senior career. He's already played in 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 about twenty senior men's national team games. That is, it, it, it's just it's mind-boggling for somebody that's twenty-one years old to be I, considered the the best footballer that Canada has ever produced. We're gonna, we can I can debate that one, but we'll we'll put that one aside for a second. Josh, do you wanna do you wanna go again with your next? Okay, one? sure. Uh, for a third pick for me, and maybe it'll appear on some of your lists as well. Is uh, an NBA player, Steve Nash. Uh, guy's got two times most valuable NBA player, uh, eight time All Star, three time. All NBA first team, two-time All NBA second team, two-time All NBA third team. He scored over seventeen thousand points in his career, had thirty-six hundred plus rebounds, and over ten thousand three hundred assists. Possibly one of the best basketball players we've ever produced. Also a solid pick as well. Uh, for my last one, this is one where I. Th- think we're going to have some debate. But I chose uh, Christine Sinclair because as of now, Christine Sinclair leads soccer with 186 goals in 296 uh, 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 games appeared in. So that's a pretty good, uh, good mark. And also, this is the highest number for any male or female player in international soccer. Uh, she is still not officially retired. However, I do believe she is getting close to the end of her career. And that is why, for me, I would put her on my final spot uh, for uh, Mount Rushmore. And I believe that she started some of the movement, some of the movement, for women's uh, sport. So that's why I would put her in my fourth spot. Um, let's go back over to Josh, because I know Brett has his last one is the head spinning one. So let's go back over to Josh for the fourth one. Sure. I'll be brief. Uh, my fourth pick is Ferguson Jenkins, a major league pitcher back in the 60s. He had a record of 284 wins and 226 losses, a 3.34 ERA, 3,192 strikeouts, while playing for the Philadelphia Phillies, the Chicago Cubs, the Texas Rangers, the Boston Red Sox, Texas Rangers again, and the Chicago Cubs again. 
He's a three-time All-Star and Al Cy Young Award winner, two-time wins leader in 1971 and 74, and Al Strikeout leader in 1969. Chicago Cubs uh, number 31 has been retired, and he's in the Texas Rangers Hall of Fame, one of the best pitchers our country has ever produced. Very nice pick as well. Brett, give us the head turner. So I already gave you the head turner. It was Jonathan Davies. Oh, okay, but that was your head turner. Okay. That was my head turner. Okay. But I actually have two athletes left. So unless one of you or both of you have miscalculated, I've got no, I thought we missed you at some point. Yeah. So I've got for baseball, I've got Larry Walker, who holds the record for the most home home runs by a Canadian uh in Major League Baseball. And for my NBA, because Josh picked Steve Nash, and I really didn't want to overlap anybody, um, this is controversial. You're going to tell me, but he's not an athlete. But I don't care because I don't play by the rules. James James Naismith is the best basketball player of all time because he created the sport. Oh, uh okay that that's, is a bit of that's a, that's a bit of a stretch but uh it's a technicality uh, yes i could sort of i could i could see that 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 argument um yeah, i don't if know he, if i were if he didn't ask those guys to cut the, the holes out of the baskets then we wouldn't have basketball Yes, I I agree, but at the same time, you with all the different athletes that you you know you could have picked, like that's a that's a risky pick. I understand that the 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 methodology behind it, but that's a risky pick. Like there wasn't anyone else that in your mind that you were like, oh, I could have thrown this one on here. Absolutely not. Not not in twenty not in twenty twenty one. We have a lot of great ba- NBA basketball players that represent Canada. They're up and coming, but Steve Nash is the ultimate. I had to pick James Naismith just to turn your heads. Okay, then my Christine Sinclair. I I, I feel better about because I thought that that was the one you guys were going to say. She's still playing, but uh, because Brett went really off the board and. Doesn't play by the rules, as you pointed out. This one, mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel better. Uh, Josh, you you had a really solid list. I there's nothing really there I can I can sort of pick. Um, Brett, I the one I can I can pick on you is is the last one. But overall, I think we we represented it. Anyone else kind of have on another list where they would have maybe swapped someone? Well, I did have a discussion with my trainer earlier today i told him that we were going to be doing this and he's a big uh mixed martial arts guy so he was very disappointed to hear that i didn't have georges st pierre on my list so i I guess i can give him an honorable mention i have to agree with josh i think george st pierre is actually probably the greatest athlete canada has ever developed yeah but that that goes against the like I I see I'm I'm going to I'm going to critique that but I I threw okay. in in Christine Sinclair to me I think you you can put him 
him there when he officially retires. I think Christine Sinclair is closer. We don't know whenever George St. Pierre is going to actually officially retire. Um, But I I agree with you in the fact that he gets there. I'm just not sure that now is the time. I'm curious. What do you guys think of like Bobby Orr? Are you, are you both okay with that, with that pick? Honestly, I think we could create a Mount Rushmore just of hockey players if we're really honest about it. So I've met Bobby Orr. He's a great guy. And, uh, yeah, solid pick. Solid pick. Yeah. Are we going based on character? Or are we going based on Brett? Uh, um, I think Brett was, was uh, asking if we were going based on character or based on uh, on. on points and productivity my answer to that is um both because i think my answer to your question brett is both uh because i think if you look at what he did uh in his time in the game and then um you know he was a leader he he led not only in in points and assists but he he was a leader in dressing rooms i think his character's got to be got to be in there as well does it matter to you which one i picked whether you would would put him on the list whether i said character or i think your other one was productivity you know what if it's character uh in 2020 or 2021 uh, i would not have picked bob your that that's just me um for uh for reasons that i'd, ra- I'd rather not discuss on the neutral zone this is a sports show but uh, yeah, no, he, he he's a he's a great athlete. He or he was a great athlete. He was a honestly, he was the best defenseman of all time. And it's unfortunate that his career was cut short by by only playing ten years. He definitely, I would say, he probably would have had better uh, numbers than Wayne Gretzky. Wow, that's uh, that's that's that's, that's high price. Mm-hmm. That's. Yeah, and I think that's why, for me, he was the guy, I'm, as I'm looking, I'm thinking, okay, I, I really can't um, avoid that uh, that pick. I think, you know, that's where I kind of landed. Uh, Brett, Brett, any kind of picking on Josh, Josh's list, just quickly, or are you happy with that one? I'm happy with Josh's list, except for the fact that I don't rec- ever recall watching Ferguson Jenkins pitch except by uh, video. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's I didn't good. say there. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I can't say if, if Fergie Jenkins was the best <laughs> baseball player that was born in Canada of all time or, or not. So I can't oh, really, I can't, baseball I can't really, hall of fame. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Larry Walker is <laughs> in the baseball hall of fame as well. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, did did you just basically take a shot at Josh 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 being old? Was that was that what I I felt? I'm, Josh, I'm pretty sure Josh, that's yeah, what yeah. happened. But uh, yeah. you know, it's, Josh, it's Josh not as bad old. as the one during our pre-show meeting. So you know, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Rock. Yeah. Josh is old, and you're young. I, I I'm sandwiched in the middle. Yes, that you are. But uh, you, I, I will always be older than or younger than all of you on this panel. So uh, that is that is 
where I sit, and I am happy to be the younger one. But that is our Mount Rushmore for um, all of us. And if you have any feedback, go to our Twitter handles, which were given out earlier in the show, and we'll be happy to continue the debate after the show. Coming up next, we're going to do a rapid fire segment four. We're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, maybe a little NHL. Let's see how much we can fit in in about an eight, nine minute segment. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone right here on AMI-audio. I'm your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Brett Wills and Josh Watson. And I really had a lot of fun with the last segment. I thought it was a uh, a really good segment. You could have really made two Mount Rushmores and people would have been comfortable with it. Um, But, but, you know, it's, it's the debate that really has to continue. On and on we go. And the reason for that debate uh, that sparked is because Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, which means that Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. Yes, I said seven. And so I'm curious, Mr. Wills, where would you rank the Super Bowl on a one to ten and why? Honestly, I I ranked it really, really high, even though the score didn't dictate that it should be as high as it is. Um, I ranked it about 8 out of 10. And I, I, I've got to tell you that I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I knew it was a really – it was going to be a very exciting football game. But I, 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 I thought it was going to be a flip a coin. Um. I early on in that football game, I was super transfixed on Tampa Bay's defense, and I sat there the entire game trans transfixed on their football game or on their defense. It, it doesn't make any sense why, but it, it just their defense was their their defense just was it put me in awe. I don't think anyone expected it. That that's part of the part of what I think happened. I don't think anyone expected Tampa Bay's uh, defense to be as good as they were. And I, I th- I'm with you. It was it was a good game. I don't know if I would go as high as eight. I would probably um, put it more at a six. I was expecting more of a um, more of a gunslinging uh, game. I expected the quarterbacks. Uh, to go back and forth uh, in scoring a bunch of touchdowns. We didn't get that. But again, the appreciation of the defense was certainly there. Josh, how about you? One to 10, where does it go? I was probably not going to put it any higher than a five. I felt like it was a really one-sided game. And I mean, yes, I was surprised that Tampa Bay's defense was as strong as it was, but I just, I expected it to be a closer game than it was. I felt like Kansas City gave it away. They 
whether it's Tyron Matthew having that meltdown before the end of the second, uh, sorry, before the end of the first half, or whether it was uh, Patrick Mahomes running forward two yards and then back for 30. I just, I, I don't think they brought their A game and I was really shocked. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't think it was that good a game personally. I think there was more Brett to that toe injury uh, than what was made of it. I, I mean, I, they said, quote unquote, always a hundred percent healthy. I don't, I didn't buy that. I, I didn't see Patrick Mahomes being a hundred percent healthy. The, it came out that the Tony did surgery. What did you make of just him during that game? Well, first of all, do either of you actually know what uh, turf toe is? Well, it's, I, it's, I don't it, personally. It, it, it's literally like a separated big toe. Right, so, and Bautista had it when he was in uh, Texas and ran into that like great wall that that's there, and and he had a big issue with that and was right, out and, for a long time. Right, and 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 everybody when Batista was out, and I, I'm going to go back to Patrick Mahomes in half a second, but when Batista was out, everybody said, "Oh, he's a, he's such a big baby, turf toe do, doesn't really hurt." Blah blah blah. No, like this was a legit serious injury. It affected how Patrick Mahomes played. I'm still extremely broken up that he played as well as he did against my Bills because that AFC champion should be the Buffalo Bills and not the Kansas City Chiefs based on his injury alone. But uh, it just, it shows that pro athletes are pro athletes for a reason. They they play through adversity. Did he play well? Absolutely not. Could he have played better? Yeah. Yeah. He could have played better, but he did the best he can provided the providing the circumstances that he was given and he we he'll be back. There's absolutely no reason to believe that Patrick Mahomes will not retire with only one championship. Yeah, I think it's uh, well put. I think that that injury was uh, more substantial than let on. That is the end of our show for this week. I'd like to thank Josh Watson, Brett Wills. I'd also like to thank our technical producer, Matt Agnew. Our technical supervisor is Paula Deneen. And our manager of AMI Audio, of course, is Andy Frank. Tune in next week because you just never know what happens when you enter the neutral zone. Have a great long weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Be safe. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.